We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Okay, so I forgot to mention this in the review, so I'm just going to put this here. Um, so Phil Lord and Chris Miller worked on this movie, and or they helped produce it. And in the movie, Abraham Lincoln is voiced by Will Forte, which I think is hilarious because in Phil, one of Phil Lord and Chris Miller's shows, Clone High, um, there Abraham Lincoln's in that show too, and he's also voiced by Will Forte. So I just thought that was kind of a nice meta joke. Um, in the movie, like a nice reference to their show. Uh, so anyway, uh, on to the review. Hey guys, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bren Aiken, and on tonight's episode, I will be discussing Netflix's latest movie, America, the motion picture. Um, now, basically, the movie is an adult animated movie directed by Matt Thompson in his directorial debut, and it uh, w- dropped on Netflix June 30th, so two days two days ago. And it's basically a, obviously, yeah, very fictional, uh, very satirical retelling of the American Revolution, basically how America was formed and all that, how we fought against the British and claimed the 13 colonies, you know, as independent and, um, and gave it the name of America and turned it, turned them into America. And it, um, yeah, it is, it, (laughs) It is very ridiculous and over the top, but in a good way. It is it is very funny. And it helps too that uh two of the producers on the movie, two of the top two of the head producers on the movie are Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who if you don't know are, you know, like as well, I mentioned this uh in my Clone High review, but they they created the cartoon, the adult cartoon Clone High, um which was on MTV. Uh they directed the Lego movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They worked, they, they produced, they helped produce uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. They directed the 20, 21 and 22 Jump Street, and they've worked on a bunch of other stuff too. But, you know, just to name off the highlights of their career, like the, you know, the 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 main things that people remember uh, remember them for, you know. Um, that's like some, so th- those are some of their bigger hits, in other words. But, uh, but yeah, you can, you can tell while watching the movie that they had a hand in it because, and again, as I, <clears throat> excuse me, as I mentioned in my review for Clone High, uh, which was back in season one, they, uh, their sense of humor, they have a very fast paced sense of humor. And like, it's like, uh, every time there's one joke, like, it, okay. The, like, it's like basically a rapid fire series of jokes throughout the ent- the entire movie. Like if if you missed one um or if you if you missed one uh cuz you were laughing too hard, that's fine. There's another joke coming up. Or if or if you didn't care for one joke, that's fine cuz there's going to be like two or three more that come after it that are, you know, freaking hilarious. And it um and and it is pretty much it is it is hilarious the entire way through. And uh it has some great animation too. Um for and you know and it and it is nice that it's uh, a two D animated movie because you don't see a lot of two D animated movies nowadays. Most of the most of the time it's just three D or CGI animation, um, and every so often stop motion. <clears throat> every so often stop motion too, 
But uh, but it is nice whenever you get a 2D animated movie um, such as this. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, the basic plot is uh, <laughs> Benedict Arnold murders Abraham Lincoln, who's best for, who's George Washington's best friend. Uh, so in order to avenge his death, um, George, George Washington basically teams up with, uh, John, Han- or, uh, Sam, uh, Samuel Adams, John Henry, uh, Native American chief Geronimo, Paul Revere, and Thomas Edison <laughs> to, um, to form and, and forms his own team, uh, in hopes of taking down the British and claiming the 13 colonies as independent, um, and, and forming America. Uh, and that's, that's basically the plot and, and the jokes just, and like I said, the jokes just write themselves. There's so many, you know, references to, you know, things that are going on in America now, things that have gone on in the past and just a bunch of references to American, you know, just every, everything that is, um, that you could think of is uh, everything that comes to your mind whenever you think of America is is in this movie. Like there's um, we get Uncle Sam, we get uh, the lady, uh, the Lady of Liberty, the Statue of Liberty or Lady Liberty. Um, we get a we get you know we get references to baseball, the American pastime. Uh, at one point, <laughs> at one point, free uh, George Washington sings Freebird. Uh, and claims it's the national anthem and, and it gathers and he literally gathers an entire army of American citizens or uh, colonists at that, at that point in time, you know, uh, but he gathers pretty much all of the earth's, uh, people and all the colonists specifically, um, to join in the final battle towards, towards the end. Um, oh yeah. And by the way, spoilers, obviously. So, um, should have mentioned that a second ago. But, uh, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled, you know, wait to listen to my review or watch the movie and then come back and listen to the review. So, uh, but anyway, so, but yeah, I I haven't really gotten into too many spoilers yet. So, but anyway, um, so yeah, uh, so that, that in and of itself is hilarious and, um, yeah, it's just, it's really great. Like the, um. The voice that, like I said, well, I already said the animation was great. It's the two D is like really crisp and clear and fluid, and you know that the the motion of the the characters move around very. You know, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like too fast paced. It's not like uh, Looney Tunes type fluid fluidity in the animation, but like the animation is pretty solid and fluid in terms of how the characters move and interact with, you know, the world they're in, and. Um, and like I said, the jokes are solid. Um, there's a bunch of jokes about, uh, like there, like, uh, and there's, it's funny too. Cause there's not only like, like funny, like verbal jokes, but there's also funny background jokes that like, if you're, if you don't pause, like you'll miss it. If, if you blink, it's a blink and you'll miss a joke. Like, um, like Abraham Lincoln's in line, like he's in the, uh, I think it's the Ford's theater was, I think that was the theater that. Lincoln was assassinated in, but anyway, he's, he's in the theater, um, you know, where he was, he was assassinated in and, uh, he's in the, he's near the concession stand and there's a booth set up and John Wilkes is at the booth and above him, 
on his booth, the the sign for his booth reads John Wilkes Merch Booth, and I had to go back a few seconds to, and I and pause it to read it. I'm like, what's that say? And you know, it's just it's you know funny little verbal puns and visual gags thrown in on top of the already pretty funny, like verbal jokes. I mean, the jokes that are the characters are spouting out, you know. Um, so that, um, so that, that's great too. I, I, I do love, and it's, and it's also, I guess, easier to do in animation, but like, I do love when animated movies, I do love when the animators for animated movies take the time to actually insert, um, like I said, background, like little jokes and like just random things going on in the background because it, it gives the, it gives the movie more rewatchability. Like, uh, like there's probably some things in here that I missed. And like I said, I did pause the movie a few times and rewind it, you know, go back a few seconds to, to like read some of the signs in the background or see, you know, what a character was doing, like, you know, 10, 20 feet in the, you know, in the back. And it, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I did miss a few things, but that's just how packed the movie is with jokes. And, um, but yeah, and 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 yeah, there and some there's some more references to American history too, like uh um like George Washington. Well, I I think it's kind of clever too. I think it's kind of funny. Like uh, he used to cuz you know, everyone knows the story of him chopping down the cherry tree with an axe and you know, saying I cannot tell a lie. I did it, you know. And um but instead of an axe, he has chainsaw hands or he has like these chain he has like these these machines attached to to his wrists and arms that spout out chain or that shoot out uh chainsaw blades and <laughs> and like he's and there's there's all the there's these fight scenes throughout the movie where he's just like decapitating british soldiers heads and just gutting them and it's like it it is very bloody and violent and you know raunchy but but you know, I mean, it's that's to be expected since it's an adult animated movie. But yeah, it it is very it is very much rated R. So you know, um, do with that what you will. You know, I mean, I'm sure most of you don't care, but I just figured I'd mention that for anyone who wanted to know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, what else? Oh, and the voice acting is great too. Um, Chris, uh, or not Chris, uh, Chris. Channing Tatum does a great job as George Washington. Um, I mean, he well, Channing Tatum's funny all around, and he's he's a. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's a pretty funny guy. Uh, he's a good leading man, so so I do like how that I I do like how he's George Washington. I mean, because you know he's the main character in the movie. Uh, Bobby Moynihan voices Paul Revere. He, he's he does a good job as him. Uh, very dorky and geeky and kind of, he's, ba- Paul, it's, I love how they're all kind of stereotypes, not stereotypes, but they're all kind of like character archetypes you've seen before in a way. <clears throat> like George is the, the wise, cool, respective leader in a way. Samuel Adams is basically a frat, uh, the leader of a frat bro, a frat bro, a frat bro, like the leader of a fraternity or the head of a fraternity. Uh, Paul Revere is basically like just a giant man child whose best friend is his horse Clyde. Uh <laughs> Geronimo is just a Native American chief. Uh John Henry is a blacksmith and you know. And then and then uh something 
it took a completely left turn. I mean, I did. I I'm like, this is kind of crazy, but it it was funny too. I I thought it was hilarious. Uh, when we get when we when uh, George is forming the team, at this point we already have him, uh, Samuel or Sam and uh, Paul, and then they go to find Thomas Edison, and. When Thomas Edison reveals himself, it turns out that Thomas that she that Thomas is actually a female Chinese a Chinese uh, woman, <laughs> and that's just so like out of left field. I'm like, what? But it's also kind of funny commentary about. Um, and again, I I'm not saying diversity is bad, but like it's basically I feel like it's kind of a funny tongue in cheek, like haha, you know, commentary about um, movies and shows trying to put as much diversity into the movies as possible because um and and you know and the because the fact that thomas edison was a guy and in the movie <laughs> he's a not only a woman but a china but an asian woman a chinese woman is like it's like them trying to it's it's basically them recasting thomas edison to to fit like you know uh you know the to to fit to to get to garner social brownie points, you know, like how a director would say, like, "Oh, well, we we kind of want someone else to play this character, even though it's this character's race, or even though it's not, even though this actor who's going to play the character isn't the race of the character, you know." So, but it's fine. I mean, because we need we need a black guy, we need an Asian guy, we need a we need a woman, you know, <laughs> we need, you know, it's like you gotta you gotta check off everything. You gotta check off all the boxes, you know, the race, orientation, religion, you know, gender, <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, but I, I love that. Um, and I did actually, I thought, I thought Thomas, <laughs> I thought Thomas Edison was pretty cool. She was a cool character. Really, they were all cool. They, they all played well off of each other and they were all, and it helped too that they were all voiced by, you know, funny comedians and actors and voice actors, you know, so, um, Oh yeah, and Andy Sandberg voiced uh Benedict Arnold, which I didn't even know until I watched the credits. Or when I looked through the credits, I'm like cuz I was cuz I I could tell you know almost right off the bat who about half of the voices were, but the other half I was totally drawn a blank on. I'm like who who are these guys, you know? And then when and then when I got to uh Benedict Arnold's, you know, the voice actor for him, I'm like, who's who voiced him? And then I saw it was Andy Samberg, and I'm like, oh shit, because I and I thought and and this isn't me saying this is bad. It, on the contrary, I think that was really good. That I I found it really refreshing that I didn't recognize that was Andy Samberg because I'm like, huh, that's cool. He actually put he actually put on a voice, and and you know it made him made himself sound completely unrecognizable from, from his usual voice. I mean, like, like he, like he didn't sound like himself. And, um, and again, uh, well, to, to point out, it's not really bad. It's not, to me, it's not a bad thing if a voice actor or an actor, you know, who is voice acting decides to use their voice for whatever character they may be voicing. But, uh, but it is always nice whenever, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not bad if they use their natural voice, their main voice. Like Seth MacFarlane does it all the time, whenever he's voicing Brian. I mean, all the other characters in the show have a different, unique voice. I mean, that the ones that are voiced by Seth, except for Brian, it's just Seth's voice. But I mean, he isn't—he isn't, he isn't half-assing it. He's putting in, you know, the time and effort 
I mean, he's, yeah, he's, and that's basically all you need. I mean, you know, you just need to put in the effort when you're voice acting. Uh, otherwise, you know, it'll sound like, like I said, you're just half-assing it. So, but, but no, I mean, but even if Andy Samberg didn't put on a voice, I mean, you know, he still did, he would have still probably done pretty good because, you know, it's Andy Samberg. Like he, he, oh, for example, in the Hotel Transylvania movies, it's basically just his voice when he's voicing Johnny. It's just his natural voice. I mean, maybe a little bit more skater, hipstery, you know, but, um, but other than that, I mean, it's pretty much his natural, uh, speaking voice. And, but speaking of a uh, natural voice, uh, Jason Mantzoukas voices, uh, Samuel Adams and he's pretty much just using his natural voice. And, uh, I think it's funny too, because Jason Mantzoukas has been in so much shit. <laughs> I mean, not, not shit as in bad. I just meant shit as in like, uh, it's a lot, you know, it's a bit, uh, it's been a lot of good shit, but he's, he's basically been in so many animated shows and movies well, mostly animated shows, but he's been in a lot of animated shows the last few years. Like, uh, in regular show, he was, uh, the sad sax guy and coach Ross. Uh, he played two characters in there in close enough, which is going on now. He's, he voices Alex, uh, in invincible. He's Rex. He's Jay and big mouth. And now he's in this. And, uh, and it's funny cause you can always tell that it's him whenever he starts speaking because he just uses his regular voice. But then again, like I said, he puts effort into it. Uh, so, you know, that's a plus. And also, you know, I think Jason Manzoukas is hilarious because it seems because every character he plays, he's kind of typecast as the like jerk asshole character with a, who's kind of pervy and has a, you know, dark sense of, like kind of sick, twisted sense of humor, somewhat, you know, like and or mean spirited humor, pretty much, you know, he has mean spirited sense of humor, um, and I mean it's not bad to be typecast. I mean it would be cool for him to play like a completely different character, or voice a completely different character with a completely different voice. But you know, I mean it is what it is. But but you know, like I said, I like his voice. I like the characters. I mean, I like the characters he plays. You know, the the asshole the pervy asshole with the, with a mean spirited sense of humor, you know, I mean, that's, that's fine with me. I, I, you know, I enjoy it. And, uh, and he did great in this too. Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, it's pretty much as ridiculous and over the top as it sounds. Uh, and if you watch the trailer, you'll see, you know, it, it is, it's, it's all that I've described and more. Um, and it's, um, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, um, it just the fine when the, when you get to the final battle in the movie, it's just so ridiculous and over the top in a good way, of course. But, um, but it's just like fill, like I said, and as with the rest of the movie too, but it's filled with so much, um, American sim- symbolism and just, like I said, like I said at the beginning of the review, everything Every idea or th- or thought that you could conceive that has anything to do with American symbolism or you know anything anything to do with being an American, it's in this movie in one way or another, and um, and you know it's just it's it's hilarious, and I th- it probably will be, uh, because I enjoyed it 
I mean, I figured it would be good, but I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Where I did, yeah, I did enjoy it a little more than I thought I would. It'll probably end up being um, in my top ten films of the year list uh, when I do my list or when I do my top ten movies of twenty twenty one list or you know the next or the episode on my podcast uh, when I do that at the end of the year. I mean, I you know I'll have to think about it because you know there's still a lot of movies from earlier this year that I haven't watched and there's still a lot of movies, you know, later on this year that I've yet to see. So who knows, but I feel like it, it has a, it's probably eight or nine. It may be 10. I don't know. It may move up a little bit on the list, but it's definitely going to be in the top 10 of my favorite movies of this year. It was really great. Like I said, I, I highly recommend it. It's got, um, yeah, like I said, it's got great animation, great voice acting, rapid fire jokes, um, you know, a, <laughs> a crazy, insane, over-the-top plot, and, uh, and I mean, seriously, what better movie to watch this 4th of July weekend than a movie that tells the true story of the foundation of America, you know, <laughs> but like, but seriously, like, what, but what better movie to watch this July 4th weekend, this Independence Day weekend, than, um, a very, over the top, uh, American movie, you know, like, <laughs> um, it's perfect, perfect time. And, and I love how it came out a few days earlier too, just to give, just to give people a few more days to watch it before July 4th came and went, you know? Um, so yeah, but it's, it's great. I loved it. Uh, go watch it if you haven't. And, um, I guess that's it. Kind of a shorter episode this week, but, uh, Join me next week for maybe a music review. Well, no, a, well, definitely a movie review. I may try to do a music review too. But, um, but yeah, so with that being said, uh, I hope you guys have a good weekend. And I hope you guys have a great 4th of July or Independence Day. And um, I will see you guys next week. Take care.